This is 680 CJOB. Welcome everyone to the main ingredient here on 680 CJOB. Yesterday, I was talking about chocolate with chocolate specialist, travel writer, and author Doreen Pengrass, and we left off with me telling her how much I love her website. I really do try to, I try to, if you'll notice, there's no advertising on my site because I don't want there to be, I I personally don't like to look at blog posts where you have to keep scrolling because there's all this advertising. Right, in between paragraphs. And I can't stand that because sometimes they even repeat the same ad three, four times in a long post. It's like I saw it the first time. Yeah. And I don't like that. So because of that, I make most of my income from talking about chocolate, Mm -hmm. not from running the blog. What a great way to Uh, make a living. I love my job. I love my world of chocolate chocolate travel and I love the ability to ha- to be able to promote good chocolate. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I do all these chocolate events and that's why I I I give myself to the world of chocolate so that people can learn through me, experience chocolate and then hopefully travel with chocolate in mind. How do people get that book if they want it? Volume 1. They can go to McNally Robinson, McNally Robinson on Grant has it and they can get it right from me on my website. If you go to chocolatetour.net, yep. I have a store online. So yep. people can buy my volunteerism book there before you say yes, they can buy chocolate tour and they can uh, sign up for chocolate events that I'm doing as well as I'm also working on a chocolate travel tour Mm -hmm. to Costa Rica. That's crazy. In January. Okay, so what what is a a chocolate travel tour? It takes you to that country, to that source of cocoa, but it blows your mind with experiences. So we are going to meet chocolate makers there. We are going to meet cocoa growers there. We are going to see how cocoa is processed in the different stages from, you know, harvesting to drying and fermenting and roasting the cocoa beans. We're going to see how it's made into chocolate. There's really creative, innovative people in Costa Rica that are in the chocolate world. Um, We're going to go hopefully to Puerto Viejo, which is where I was a judge at the chocolate festival there in 2014, and I met some incredible people. And so I've already been in contact with them, and several of them are going to help me put together this itinerary with Go Ahead Tours, and they're uh, based in Toronto. And we tried to put together a chocolate tour before, but the dollar fell at that time, and we were going to do Hawaii, and it was just too expensive. Now we're going to do Costa Rica because it's much more economically minded, but yet we can still have these amazing experiences. Plus, in Puerto Viejo, Costa Rica is where I had the best chocolate wrap in my life. Chocolate wrap? What's chocolate wrap? Chocolate spas are my favorite thing to do in the world of chocolate. So you go to a chocolate spa, meaning you can either have a full body wrap where your body is wrapped in molten chocolate and you're wrapped in banana leaves and then you're cooked for an hour. (laughs) Really? Yes. Get out of here. What does that do for you? You get so high. Because Theobramo cacao, mm-hmm. which was is the tree that the beans are produced on, when you ingest that, whether through pure chocolate or through having it soak into your pores, you get dopamine, serotonin, you get naturally high. So it's, it's a true chocolate high. It is. How crazy is that? And it's so amazing. And then it, it, at this, it's called the Pure Jungle Spa in Puerto Viejo. After you're, after you're wrapped and then they unwrap you, you have to walk outside the building and you go into the jungle spa outside shower Mm -hmm. where you have to scrub the chocolate off of you because by then it's already dried so you are so high and you're trying to scrub it's It's so amazing and they have beautiful flowers in their garden there it is probably 
the best chocolate experience I've ever had in the 10 years that I have been researching the world of chocolate. The more you talk, the more I realize I've done nothing with my life. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> come with me to Costa Rica no in January. We will have a blast. <laughs> I'm afraid I won't come back. That's the scary part. <laughs> well, the good thing is... The world of chocolate is fin filled with endless possibilities. Mm -hmm. Did you know that there is camel's milk chocolate that's made in Dubai? Camel's milk chocolate. Yes. What does it taste like? The, the milk chocolate itself, I'm not super crazy about because the camel's milk chocolate, if you've ever had goat's milk, uh, goat's milk or other kinds of milk, mm -hmm. It has different flavors, right. right? So the camel's milk chocolate is like that. But the dark chocolate made from the from camel's milk. So they ma mainly do it in a dark chocolate way, and then they add some camel's milk to it. And then they infuse it with dates or almonds or orange. It's really good. Yeah, it must be a nice flavor. It's called El Nasma, and it's, it's really good, and it's so different. So imagine you're in the desert, you're in a hugely um, dry country and it's not known for chocolate at all and yet they were making some world-class chocolate there it's crazy yeah wow pretty neat for you to discover that um let's talk about local chocolate makers you've okay. been all around the world now we're in winnipeg yeah or manitoba yeah who are some of your do you have any local chocolate makers that you think are doing things right i do and as a matter of fact on may 11th i'm going to be promoting manitoba chocolate in honor of manitoba day nice which falls on may the 12th and also mother's day is may the 12th so on the 11th we're doing this event where i have chosen one chocolate from the five top Manitoba-based chocolatiers, chocolate makers. Is that a secret that you will tell then, or can you can you can you bring it up now? Well, I, I'll I, what I I think I'd kind of like to to save the specific selections to right. be revealed on May the 11th. Right. But I will tell you who we're featuring, sure, and why, uh, because they're all very very different. So I'd like to just backstep one moment to explain to people the difference between a chocolatier and a chocolate maker. Please do. Chocolatiers work with couverture which is chocolate that's been made into either discs or blocks by large companies uh, for the most part. And then it's sent to chocolatiers that they then melt it and make their own unique chocolate creations from it. Chocolate makers work with the cocoa beans. Mm -hmm. And I apologize. I was going to bring cocoa beans for you to taste, and I forgot. How dare you not bring them? Well, you'll Come have on. to have it's me fun. back, because I can talk <laughs> about chocolate forever. <laughs> but cocoa beans are, are where it all starts, right? Mm -hmm. So um, the only one that we have in, in Manitoba that is exclusively a chocolate maker mm -hmm. is Ashente Cocoa on Corridon. Oh, yeah, they've been here. They've yes. been on my show a couple of times. They're very good. Yeah, and, they're super and nice. Too. They're very nice people. They're from Cameroon. Right. So most of the chocolate they make is using cocoa from Cameroon. Mm -hmm. And they're just two doors down from Cocoa Beans Cafe, which is a gluten-free uh, yep, shop awesome. that specializes yep. in some great chocolate stuff. And so we're going to feature, I haven't yet chosen the chocolate bar from Ashanti that I'm going to feature because I'm pairing each one of the chocolate selections with a wine. Okay, wow. So I'm not sure yet which one of theirs that I'm, because I know their products quite well, and I, I'm either going to focus on one of their special infused chocolates or possibly one of their dark, dark chocolate versions. That's a tough job that you have to do in choosing that. you got to 
taste some wine and yeah. chocolate. That's that's a tough job. It's a dirty job, but I do it for my readers. <laughs> I do it. I do it for my readers. Because, you know... You're dedicated. I am. I'm dedicated to the world of chocolate. And, and I'm dedicated to helping people realize that chocolate is a health food. Mm-hmm. And there is a chapter in my book all about that, about the health benefits of eating dark chocolate. Hey, speaking of your book, it's won awards. Plus, the I went on Amazon, and it's got reviews. Every one of them are five star. Just about, yeah. People are loving it. What's up with that? Well, thank you. I, I think it's because my enthusiasm comes through. People tell me that I write with a lot of passion. Well, you talk with a lot of passion too, right? That's because I'm a Toastmaster. Yeah. <laughs> you probably had Toastmasters here too. And Toastmasters are wonderful people. They they live life with passion. Right. And they are able to find their passion. And I thank Toastmasters for helping direct me mm-hmm. to become a chocolate speaker. You know, like I can write about it till the cows come home and my enthusiasm comes out in my writing. But I think it even comes out further when I talk about it. And especially when I can bring tastings into it, then we experience chocolate to the fullest. Right, and writing and talking, two different animals, right? Uh, Yeah, uh, exactly. The word enthusiastic isn't enthusiastic enough to express how much Doreen loves chocolate. We're going to talk about her travels in the name of chocolate when the main ingredient returns. Welcome back to The Main Ingredient. Doreen Pangrass, author of Chocolate Tour, Quest for the World's Best Chocolate, is in studio with me today. And Doreen, you travel all around the world tasting chocolate, so why don't you tell us about it? When I travel for chocolate... I, I usually get my, my travel sponsored because you can imagine how expensive it would be sure. for me to do. I've done so far 20 countries just for chocolate. I've done a number of other additional countries, but just for chocolate. And so if I had to pay for all that myself, I would get as far as Gimli, you know. <laughs> but luckily, there are there are destinations that appreciate what I'm doing, and they bring me in for to experience their world of chocolate. Mm-hmm. And so that comes through in my writing. The authenticity and the whole world of just experiencing everything a destination has to offer. For example, Hershey, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of chocolate snobs will turn their noses up at the word Hershey because they think it's chocolate candy. But Hershey has gone far beyond that. Have you ever had any Brookside chocolate? No, never. Okay. You can get it at Costco. You can get even get it at Walmart now. And it's really good quality dark chocolate. It's made by Hershey. What makes it good quality? Because there's not much sugar in it. Mm. I just bought some that I shared with some family members yesterday, which is 73% cacao, so dark chocolate, right. flavored with blackberry and honey. Oh, that'd be nice. Where'd it's you get that? At Walmart. Really? Yeah. It's a brand new Brookside product. And like I say, Brookside also uh, is, is available at Costco in the big bags. But right. Walmart has the small bags. Okay. You're a good chocolate guide. I you am. Are. I am. That's you know what, what I, mean? I do. Don't eat this. Eat that. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And and so I think that, uh, oh, getting back to Hershey. Uh, so anyway, I went there with the attitude that they were going to immerse me in their world of chocolate. And I told them I was interested in everything chocolate. So luckily, my guide, Rick Dunlop, he's a wonderful guy from the Hershey Harrisburg Convention Bureau and Visitors Bureau, he took me to lots of craft breweries because Mm -hmm. they're all making chocolate beers. Yeah, yeah. And I love chocolate beers. And yes, in Winnipeg, we have some good ones. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. there's Stir Stick Stout from uh, the... um, uh, half pint, yep. and there's a number of others as well. And and on the international front, um, York uh, beer uh, uh, makes a double double chocolate stout in England. And there's Rogue Chocolate Ale out of uh, the states. There's some really good chocolate beers. And 
Pennsylvania has some good ones. So That's that awesome. was part part of what I did. They took me to their chocolate spa at the Hershey Resort. And I had a chocolate facial, the pictures on my website. And it was amazing. Like, it's an edible facial, by the way. Yeah. So if you go with a partner, you can imagine what could yeah. happen, right? <laughs> it, they, and they I had a chocolate bath there, too. And that was great. And then they have the uh, butterfly garden. And they have cocoa trees, like cacao trees growing in, the, in their butterfly garden. Wow. And, yeah, there's... Endless possibilities with respect to chocolate and cacao. And then, of course, they have the Hershey Resort where they have some cacao cuisine on their menu. So I had scallops done uh, where they were sprinkled with cacao nibs that had been ground up. That's pretty cool. How did yeah. it taste? Excellent. And uh, Hershey's bought up Scharfenburgers, which is a bean-to-bar chocolate maker. And so they are making craft chocolate in addition to the, you know, stuff that Hershey is known for. Right. Getting back to the local chocolate makers. I know I danced around that for no, a while. No, whatever, time. man. I'm loving this right now. You are like a fountain of information. Okay. So then we're going to feature four chocolatiers right. from Manitoba. Okay. We're going to feature Morden's because everybody knows and loves Morden's chocolates. Correct, yeah. And they make a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. And they are local Local people right to the core, and they support so many events. So I'm proud to feature them. And and you should go there if you've never been. I've never been. Fred is a really neat guy, and he gave me a tour of his factory, and I really like him. Okay, so we're featuring them, but we're also featuring Constance Pop Chocolate here, who's on Provence. And she's been around for a long time, and she's graduated from being strictly a chocolatier into doing some bean-to-bar. Yep, she's passionate. Holy smokes. She's very passionate, and she had a neat chocolate expo at Festival de Voyager, Mm -hmm. where she brought in Christophe Morel, who's originally from Paris, but he now lives outside of Montreal, and he's a chocolate sculptor. So she brought in some people to do some chocolate sculptures as part of Festival de Voyager. So that was cool. And then we're going to feature newest one on on the local scene, which is Melt Chocolate. Oh, yes. She was just here a month ago. Okay. So Amanda Amanda, Green. Yeah. yeah, And so we're going to feature her chocolate because she's the newest on the scene. And I met her at the Everything Chocolate event that was at the Hilton in uh, support of the Cancer Society. And then we're going to feature Decadence Chocolates, which I love, Helen. Have you had her on your show yet? Yeah. Yeah. She's very colorful and she's just so creative. Helen, what I really love about Helen is she puts fun into chocolate. Right. She's all about fun. And totally. I love, love, love her mm-hmm. and all that she does. And so I'm going to feature something special from each of those people. And it's really going to be a fun day because we're going to pair different wines with those chocolates. And we're going to have some chocolate education. And we're going to do some wonderful chocolate tastings, all in the name of chocolate love. Yeah, you surrounded yourself with a good group there. You yeah. know I mean, knowledgeable and passionate, which sounds yes. like you, right? So you just surround yourself with people like yourself, right? I lo- I've learned from all of those people. And I appreciate their passion, and I appreciate the fact that Winnipeg is now an emerging chocolate destination. It's awesome. Um, you have some events. I have lots of events. Lots of events. Let's talk about some of those. I'm so lucky. Back in 2013, um, one of my writer friends, Irene Gordon, she referred me to McNally Robinson and said they have a community classroom 
they do all kinds of events back there and she said I bet you they'd love to have chocolate tastings and we started in 2013 doing chocolate dinners in the community classroom of McNally Robinson and we did dinners for a number of years we ended up with a beautiful Valentine dinner uh, two or three years ago and they've sort of decided that they didn't want to do food things anymore in the back in the in the community classroom so I just do chocolate tastings there now Mm -hmm. but I do them every you know three to four months or whatever so we just did one in February for Valentine now I'm doing one the week after Easter. Mm-hmm. So if people were looking for Easter gifts, I always have chocolate events going on, and that's a great thing to buy somebody. I think there's still a few tickets left for the April 26th. Then May 1st, I'm speaking to Friendship Force Manitoba mm-hmm. at the Viscount Gort, and I'm going to teach them a little bit about chocolate travel. And then May 11th is the Rivercrest Inn on North Main. I think it's 4200 Main Street, and that's the wine and tasting event. Mm-hmm. Then June 14th, out in my region, I live in the Interlake. So at Aaron's B&B, which is a beautiful place on the lake in Panema, we're doing our second uh, wine and cheese, or er, Chocolate and wine, because <laughs> yep. Cho- they also do cheese and wine tastings, but they're doing chocolate and wine with me on June the 14th. I think that's Father's Day weekend, and that's a really beautiful venue. They host weddings and different events there and stuff. It'd be a great time of year. Yeah, it'd be nice there. I it so. is, and then we're doing another uh, event at McNally's on, I think it's September 13th in honor of International Chocolate Day, mm-hmm. and then, as I mentioned earlier, I'm putting together that chocolate tour for Costa Rica. I think it'll be somewhere around January 11th to 20th in 2020. So if people want to sign up to my site, which is chocolatour.net, they can then get my free newsletter and be always aware of all the updates and events and make sure that they don't miss out on that tour if they're interested. News, sports, weather. Is there anything else? Well, there's food, of course, but we got to take a break to give you an update on those three. And then we're going to come back with more Doreen Pengrass and talk more about chocolate. Welcome back to The Main Ingredient. Doreen Pengrass from Chocolatour.net. She's in studio today, and now it's time to taste some chocolate. You brought some chocolate with you. I did. What and did we're you bring? Gonna, I'm going to take you on a chocolate journey that's going to blow your mind. Okay, let's, let's, let's begin the journey. We're going to begin the journey with one of my really favorite chocolate makers of the world, but Mm -hmm. they are Canadian. Okay. And their name is um, Hummingbird Chocolate. And I brought for you the Hispaniola Bar, Mm -hmm. which is a winner of the highest chocolate honor in the world. They won it in 2016, the Golden Bean Award for this bar. Mm -hmm. And the reason I brought you this bar is just to show you, number one, how great Canadian chocolate can be. Right. Number two, how great this uh, specific bar can be. And number three, how wonderful packaging for chocolate can be. I'd like you to take a look at this. And on the outside, they just give you some uh, basic information that the beans were grown on the island of Hispaniola, which is where both the Dominican Republic and Haiti are located. And they then uh, tell you a little bit about on the inside, the equipment that they use to make I've them. never seen the inside of anything look like this. Isn't it amazing? Yeah, it's tons of great information in a, a great in, way, right? It is. And you know what I love about this company? Mm-hmm. Erica and Drew Gilmore, the owners, used to be international aid workers. And they met in Afghanistan, if I'm not mistaken, doing international aid. And then they started thinking, wow, most of the chocolate comes from challenged countries that have either terrible climate 
catastrophes or, you know, war or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they thought they would like to help those people and the cocoa farmers by making chocolate directly from their beans. So that's kind of how they got started. And I love them because they give you tasting notes. They really get you excited about just the whole process. So I want to kind of take you through the steps of eating chocolate like a pro. All right. And we call this... Many many have tried. (laughs) Many have failed. I always just stuff it in my face. I'm sorry, but I'm actually going to listen this time. But you're a man, and I... I, I give, I that give, says it all right I, there. I, I give you some slack because most men just throw chocolate in their mouth and chew it. Yeah, but as of today, you will no longer right. do that. I'm going to be a good student. You are. And you're going to learn how to eat chocolate mindfully. Okay. Like a woman. All right. Okay. So, when we... When we we see chocolate. First, we get excited about the packaging, and mm-hmm. it could be in a nice box, or in this case, it's it's nice even just as a bar wrapped, and it's got tons of information. It's building your anticipation, right? Right, and what they did with this, it, they, it's... It- I understand why sometimes you wouldn't realize it's Canadian because it looks so authentic to where it came yes. from, right? They kind of yes. stay true to that, right? Yes. And that that company has won over 30 international awards in just five years. Wow. They are amazing. So I like this chocolate because you'll see the hummingbird is right on the front. It's also got breakable pieces mm-hmm. and it's easy to open. That's another thing that a lot of companies don't do well. But mm-hmm. look how easy that yeah. was. Well, my little pull and it's open. And so then you're going to and you're going to do this yourself. You're going to open it and stick your nose in there and then you're going to break off a piece and you're going to you um, just can't tear it open like a madman. So so first of all, smell. That smells great. And look at the front with the beautiful hummingbird on it. Get yourself excited as you're looking at it and now you're touching it, you're smelling it. So you're going to break it open and you're going to listen for the snap. And break this open? You can. Because that's your bar to have and to hold. You get to have that bar. Okay, now I get to snap a piece off? Yep. So we all heard that snap. Yep. Didn't we? We did. And so you're going to now... That's good? Yeah. So now you're going to take that small piece in your mouth and let it go to the roof of your mouth. Okay, so let it go to the roof of your mouth. No chewing involved. We're going to let it melt. We're going to let it (laughs) melt slowly. Mm -hmm. Because as it does, all the flavors are going to come out. And you're going to be a changed man. Do you feel them? Do you do you taste them? Slowly, yes. Yes. Isn't it amazing? That is good. And you are eating what was awarded the best chocolate bar in the world. I am a changed man. You are. And I hope that from this day forward, you will never chew chocolate again. <laughs> because that's the biggest infraction, It's is the chewing part. And, and, or I'm or, or I'm, thro- I'm going to break that rule like you. <laughs> Year after year. I'm I'll sorry, be, I can't promise you I that. will be in the back of your mind. I will be on your <laughs> shoulder. Going like, Kevin? I will. Kevin? Yes, you will never forget this day. Okay, so how long does it take you to eat this bar? Oh, God. I mean... I you, obviously, you don't, you don't eat in one. Go, you're just going to snap and It would take me a week treat. to eat that bar. That way, that's how you eat it every time. Yeah. Have the chocolate melt. Yeah. And kind of, hey, now I'm going to do some things as it's yeah. melting and yeah. you're enjoying that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, you're a patient person. Well, it's because, you see, if you eat this good stuff, you don't need a lot. Right. You're right. You don't need a lot. Like when people have chocolate cravings, you know what mostly it is? It's about the sugar. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But when we eat good chocolate, 
what we are tasting and craving is those beautiful flavor notes. Just like from day, this day on, you will probably only want to eat good chocolate. Because you spoiled me. Is that what you're telling me? I am. Because you see, it's just like with wine. Once you've had the good stuff, can you, you can't drink go back. the schlop? You right. can't. Yeah. You can't drink the schlop. I'd dra- rather drink water than cheap wine. And I would rather eat crackers than cheap chocolate. I hear you. I got you. Okay. So that's what this lesson is all about, is is learning the difference between really good chocolate and chocolate that's mediocre and then chocolate that's crap. Because if you read the labels, now from this day on, you're going to start reading the labels when you eat chocolate. Because that label there from the hummingbird chocolate is probably the best labeling you're going to find out there. It's it's attractive. It's fully informative. It protects the chocolate and you can open and close it easily. You can reseal it right. so that you don't wolf that chocolate bar down all in one bite. I'll never do that again. <laughs> I feel like I'm a student and I've been busted cheating on my exam and now you've corrected Well, me. you know what? I feel honored to have that privilege. <laughs> I do. I do. I really feel honored because I, I, I hope you don't think that's funny, but I really think that chocolate is something to be honored mm-hmm. because do you know that in the olden days, way back, the Aztecs and the Mayans, they considered it to be the food of the gods. Mm-hmm. They called it what, XO, like it's a chocolatl. It's kind of the ancient language, X-O-C-O-L-A-T-L. Is the ancient spelling, and they cr- considered it to be the food of the gods, and so it, it it was considered to be sacred. It also was considered to have mystical powers and and magical powers, like a Casanova. He used to eat uh, and drink uh, considerable amounts of dark chocolate so that he could conquer the women that mm-hmm. he was pursuing. Montezuma in Mexico, you know, in the old. Uh, um, Mesoamerica. He used to consume great quantities of the cacao drink so that he could massacre people and whatnot. <laughs> so it has magical and mystical powers. And there is ceremonial cacao yep. that people do consume here locally. I went to a, a ceremonial cacao ceremony here in Winnipeg. I went to uh, in uh, Belize and in um, California and, and, and uh in uh, Costa Rica. So there, this is being practiced in a lot of places in the world. Last break and then more chocolate talk and more chocolate tasting with Doreen Pengrass on the main ingredient. Okay, so who doesn't love chocolate? Doreen Pengrass from chocolatier.net. She's only been here a little while, but she knows me. But I can see in the look in your face, you just want to taste the next chocolate. I do. I can tell. I can, <laughs> I, I can tell the way you're sitting. I don't sitting. know what you're talking about. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just sitting here patiently listening. You're like a listening. good little boy just waiting for mom or whoever to hand the next chocolate piece. So now You know me so well already. I do. I do. So now we're going to have some fun. This is Manoa chocolate, and it is one of my favorite chocolate makers Hawaii as chocolate. well. They are based in Hawaii. Now, they have their location on the island of Oahu. I love the packaging. I know. Yeah, and open cool. it up and get excited. Same thing again. And, yeah. and they, map there. Yes, and they are the only... Let me tell you what to pair it with. Yeah, I know. It's really quite exciting. Now, this chocolate was grown um, uh, on the big island of Hawaii. And so you're going to taste real Hawaiian um, chocolate. Because did you know, and this is something I all actually want to teach people as well, there's such a thing as Hawaiian made chocolate, meaning 
the cocoa can come from anywhere, but it's made into chocolate in Hawaii. Oh, okay, yeah. Then there's chocolate that's grown in Hawaii and made into chocolate in Hawaii. Gotcha. And there are only two or three companies that fit that bill. There's Manoa, there's Madre, which is on uh, Oahu as well. And then there's the original Hawaii Chocolate Factory, which is on the Big Island. And they grow their own cocoa and make their own chocolate mm-hmm. right on the same same land, whereas the others uh, bring the beans in and, and make it at their chocolate factories. Um, but we're going to taste uh, Manoa chocolate that, and this time I'm actually going to taste a little bit with you because I haven't tasted this for a while, so I've got to make sure that I'm, I'm guiding you properly. But here, you're going to taste some of this. Do I make this piece smaller? You certainly can, yeah. And you see on the front, they've got their name Manoa, and they've got some pretty, pretty. Um, so I'm just going to take a small piece so I continue talking, but I got to taste the flavor notes. Oh man, isn't that just delicious? It's hard not to bite it. I'm not going to lie, but it is excellent. It's, yeah, that's good. It's amazing. That does. This one's good. Now you see, this is what real Hawaiian chocolate tastes like. It's amazing. <laughs> It is good. It it's so like it's it blows my mind that it's got so many beautiful floral notes to it. Mm-hmm. The first one that you ate was more fruity notes, like the red fruit. Mm-hmm. So there's a slight acidity to it. Now some people like me like that slight acidity in their chocolate. Some people don't. This one doesn't have the acidity notes so much. It's got more of that floral notes, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful chocolate. Yeah, it is nice. I do dig it. And they're both, um, I think the Manoa one is 72%, if I'm not mistaken, and the Hummingbird is 70 so they're very similar in cacao percentage, mm-hmm. but a completely different flavor. Totally. That's good. It is amazing, isn't it? And I've it? never been that patient to taste it that <laughs> So I've never really, even if I had good chocolate, I'd never tasted it because I just was so busy chewing it. But you see, it is, uh, we are having almost a ceremonial experience here because you are appreciating chocolate in the form that it's intended to be eaten, in pure dark chocolate format, where there's no additions to it. There are chocolates that are added, you know, all kinds of things added to them, like fruits or nuts or, you know, vanilla or different things like spices, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of things you can add to chocolate. Right. But this is chocolate in its unadulterated form, and it is truly a food of the gods. And there's so many health benefits that are attached to eating chocolate like this. If you ate a square, say roughly this big, okay, that big once a day, you would be giving your body all kinds of treats. It's good for your skin, it's good for your hair, for your teeth even. Because when we grew I'm not up... Worried, I'm not worried about the hair thing, but, <laughs> but I'll worry about the teeth and my skin. <laughs> and you know, when we were kids, we were told that chocolate was bad for your teeth, right? Right. right. But pure, well, that kind of chocolate, the chocolate that was available to us. Right, then, because said, it was filled with, with sugar, sugar yeah. and additives. Right. I learned from a, a Belizean chocolate maker, I don't know if you watched the uh, video on my YouTube channel, but he explains that um, pure chocolate will never go bad. Why not? But it because all it is is cacao and organic cane sugar. So it uh, these bars would have roughly a two year shelf life. That they will be just as good 
from two years from the day they were made to the day that maybe you might want to consider eating it and not keeping it any longer. Whereas when we're talking about chocolate bonbons or chocolate truffles, they have a much shorter chocolate shelf life, sometimes as little as one week, wow. up to as maybe three months. See, that's why I eat things so quick. That's <laughs> it's not my fault, okay? <laughs> But, you know, that sort of gives you an idea that pure chocolate can stay a lot longer, right. whereas once you've added fresh fruit or other things to it, then all of a sudden those are the things that will spoil or right. be compromised. Right. But yet they often add such beauty to the chocolate. Like I'm a, I'm a big fan of dark chocolate and passion fruit. Mm. So passion fruit puree in dark chocolate is absolutely a match made yeah, in heaven. Sounds awesome. But of course you can't keep those long because it's fresh fruit, right? right. So it needs to be eaten usually three months tops, you know. What a shame. Yeah, what a shame. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas and so this Belizean guy was telling me that chocolate that maybe uh has deterioration in it, it's the additives. Right. The preservatives that actually expire and mm -hmm. then cause the chocolate to expire. I get it. That's awesome. You know, okay, so in closing, let's let's tell people how they get a hold of you. Let's give them your contact information, your website, your book, where they get it, everything. Okay. My website is chocolatour.net. So that's C-H-O-C-O-L-A-T-O-U-R.net. Now, you may wonder where did that word come from. And one of my companions that I uh, traveled with to France, Belgium, and Switzerland, Kathy Lieber, she kind of pen that uh, that word and, and and one of our other fellow uh, writer members I think first came up with it but it was Kathy that kind of worked with it and 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 I decided that yes that's what I wanted to call my world because it is all about chocolate tour right so chocolate traveling chocolate touring mm -hmm. chocolate tour so that's the best way for people to get a hold of me because they can learn on my website about the world of chocolate. I have certain cornerstone posts that will teach you a lot. Like there's one on chocolate travel. There's one on the fun facts of chocolate, on chocolate knowledge. It teaches you how to read chocolate labels. And you've learned today how to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think that once people start thinking about chocolate as a food and reading the label, it will really help them get out of the mindset that chocolate is a candy and not good for you. And then they then they get on to the dark side, right? Mm -hmm, the good mm -hmm. side, you know. And um, as far as getting a hold of me, like I say, um, find you can find me uh, on my website, and I list all my events on my tours and events page. So I appreciate if people go there, they can um, hook up at, uh, with me at the events. Get onto my mailing list; it's free. It gives you knowledge, and it helps increase your ability to appreciate chocolate. It's awesome. Thanks, Doreen, for coming. Thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure. No problem. <laughs> Thanks, Doreen Pengrass, for being on The Main Ingredient. And thank you for teaching me not to eat like a savage, at least for the time being. Well, that's a wrap. We got them. Join me next week on The Main Ingredient here on 680 CJOB. This is 680 CJOB.